Hello everyone. My name is Saleha Wazirzada. I'm a filmmaker on spiritual journey. In these podcasts, I will be talking to people from various industries, backgrounds and experiences, and together we will dig deeper into the spiritual connection with our own being or our own soul. We'll be discovering how to transform our mindset. We'll be looking into mental health and also looking at self-improvement ideas to shape our lives. Furthermore, the idea is to have a soul reconnection space where people can understand the common thread binding all humanity, for we are spiritual beings first. Welcome to the 38th episode of the Untold Story Told podcast. Today on the podcast, we have Daniela Birch. Daniela is the author of the book F-U-C-K, The Fairy Tale Ending, Akashic Record Reader, Intuitive Mentor and Relationship Specialist. Australian-born Daniela Birch is known globally for her expertise in soulmates to inflame relationships fertility, discovering your life purpose and animal communication. Daniela has the unique ability to get to the core root problem of your relationships, fertility or past life traumas by communicating directly with your subconscious mind and soul. So let us hear what Daniela has to share with us today. Hello, Daniela. How are you? I am absolutely fabulous. How are you? I am excited because um, I've been meaning to speak to you for a while now, I think. And uh, you were in Melbourne um, when we spoke for the first time and now you are in London. What's happening there? I'm just really busy helping support the community with uh, readings and workshops and yeah looking at getting a big festival up and running here for april so i'm so excited about the festival <laughs> and i'm excited for you because you know i've been seeing you all the work that you put in um i've, I've been following your instagram so that's like you showing up every day and uh, sharing your message so it's not just what you do but you it's so immersive for you isn't it it really is my world. Um, like I'm dedicated every day to get my work out there. And it's not about me. It's it's what humanity needs to hear. And that's why I do it. So, yeah. Love that. Love that. So let's get straight into yeah. the first question I have for you here. And um, how about let, let's start by defining what is a soulmate and who are they and what is the role that they play? Great question. So basically, we've got what we call a soul pod and sort of see them as whales. So we travel with this soul pod, which are called soulmates, okay? So the soulmates are the people that really know us very well. And so when we incarnate, we tend to choose these people because we love them and we're here to grow together. 
And so this could be a parent, your best friend, not just your partner. Sometimes it's even a pet that is actually our soulmate. And so the role that they play for us is to really help us spiritually evolve. So you've got what we call karmic soulmates, then you've got your twin flames. But for this conversation, soulmates are the ones that you would want to choose as that long-term relationship because they're not so triggering. So they are someone that we just feel so comfortable with and feels like we've known them for years which obviously we have feels like they're home to us mm. so yeah mm. and could soulmates also be like uh, you know your sister or your best friend uh, because I, I guess through Hollywood and movies that we watch it's kind of romanticized in a way that it's only between a man and a woman uh, could you just shed some light on that aspect Oh, for sure. So as I just said, it can be anyone. It can be your boss. It can be your sister. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, part of our soul group is the same sex. So that's why sometimes people may have been with, a, you know, let's just say a male partner, and then they go off in there with another female because that is part of their soul group. So yeah, we don't sort of see that person as it has to be a opposite mm -hmm. sex. Hmm. polarity I suppose yeah so yeah could be anyone and you just know it's just this instant recognition of the souls yes yes and I guess um, the more we live this life the more we experience uh, different kind of situations we do come across these kind of contacts and uh, I think people would be interested in knowing this aspect of twin flames that you talk about you know soulmates is still something that people are familiar with but what what are twin flames so you've got a twin flame and then you've got a twin soul so that they're very very similar so the twin flame is basically the other version of you like your identical mirror and so um they're not an easy relationship to be with because if you haven't dealt with your trauma, your past life wounds with people, they come into your life and they bring up all the things you didn't even know you had inside of you. <laughs> yes. All the triggers, all the stuff that you haven't dealt with, all the shadow aspect, isn't it? Yes, all your shadow aspects. And so people have this belief that, it's going to be this romantic relationship and a genuine soul or twin flame connection, they come in and it's like a volcano has just exploded in your heart, you know, <laughs> like it's you usually meet in these really yeah. weird circumstances. Uh, quite often they're on the other side of the world. There can be this big age gap between you. And for, for many twin flames, they might only be together for two to three months and then they have to wait until they're more spiritually mature where they've done that inner work before they can sort of come back together more integrated and balanced because you can't seek something from that twin flame you've got to find that love within you before it really works or else it's like two magnets coming together and just yeah just polarizing and very hard work <laughs> yes and um daniela do you think that you know people who are married the people that the clients that you deal with like 
a lot of married people could be also experiencing um, a situation where they find somebody in their life who is the twin flame, but they're not their spouse. Do you, have you come across people like that? Yeah, so my twin flame's actually married um, at the moment. And yes, when I first met him, um, I recognised it wasn't coming in between the marriage. It was more to help shift his consciousness to uh, awaken something inside of him that his soulmate partner wasn't able to. So Mm. a genuine twin flame connection, it isn't about splitting up the family. It's, Mm. yeah, it's more a remembrance of who you truly are. And then if they're meant to leave that karmic or that soulmate and be with you down the track, then that's the way that it's meant to be. But generally, if they are in a marriage, if they are in a marriage, that is not your role to break them up, which I had to find out the hard way. (laughs) And then you ended up writing the book. So tell us a bit about your book, you know, um, Fuck the Fairytale Ending. (laughs) I love the title. Wait, how did that? Thank you. How did that? So basically basically it was meeting the twin flame and then meeting two married soulmates over here in the UK and the town that I'm actually in at the moment um, is one of the main characters in my book and it was really painful for me because I recognised that soul connection and so did they but they weren't able to, to release that relationship because of you know the family and how much money they're going to lose and to them I just look like a big risk so my message in the book is to, to really say that that we're not always meant to be with that one person for life if we've outgrown them. And that's why these soulmates come into your life when you are in a relationship to say, hey, there's something else out there. It's not about comfortability and staying in something that you've outgrown. And that could be very confronting for people when they first read the book. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I guess anything that just goes out of the norm, right? Um, uh, People kind of find it ridiculous. But I guess with the clients you've dealt with and the people you've met, I'm sure you you might have seen now that there's a lot that happens within people like which they don't talk about. And uh, it's important for people like you, I guess, then to come about and say, I hear the voice within you and I'm here to tell you that it's okay. So what I love about what I've read about your book is that you help people let go of guilt and shame because I feel where you come into helping others, a big part of it is self-forgiveness because that's what I also talk about. Because It's because we hold on to so much of this judgment within us um, that we can't move on, isn't it? Oh, you've just said that so beautifully, darling, exactly what my message is. It's releasing the guilt and the shame when you're attracted to another soulmate because sometimes the connection runs even deeper than your partner. And so that is what a lot of men especially hold on to, especially if they're not getting their sexual needs met in their relationship, right? And so, again, it's sort of saying, well, If this relationship has turned into a friendship or it feels more brother and sister dynamics, which of course it does over time, that it's okay to be attracted to somebody else. And it's normal for men, especially. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
That's it. Yeah. Yes. And to, to, to normalize it, as you said, you know, um, and to be aware of it rather than putting oneself in a guilt trip is a better way, isn't it? Yes. And that's something that I've really found working with my clients. Um, as an example, I met this beautiful man. He'd met his wife when he was only 16 mm. and he'd only been with her something like 25 years and he said to me I've never touched another woman can I just touch your hand and I and then he felt guilty I said here you go like just touch another woman's hand and and then he was like yearning for more and it's like he wasn't interested in breaking up his marriage he absolutely loved his kids and his partner but he, he would just crave something else and of course that's normal if you've only been with the one person for life <laughs> <laughs> yes I guess the previous generation where I've seen my grandfather grandmother uh, people from that generation I've seen a lot of couples who are growing up you know having separate rooms and I never questioned mm. that now I realized now that my grandfather's passed on, my grandmother, it's been 10 years since he's 20 years since he's passed on, um, still holds on to this little resentment, which comes up sometimes. Now, why am I telling you this? Mm. It's because this kind of connects with the idea of living in a relationship because you want to keep things together but not being happy within and that can cause things like as you talk about people getting into relationships outside their marriage or just living a life of resentment or never having to fully experience the what life has for you the quality of life you needed to experience and just dying bitter so what you do I, I really commend you what they get through you is they actually actually get a bit shaken up to what was normal or what they were taught and what beliefs and ideas they carried and kind of like look at things out of the picture like out of the box out of the square and I think looking at things as to what was taught to us and what we um, end up doing is a like this third perspective and it's very important to have that because to be like, oh, this is the truth and this is a lie is a very uh, mm. like, simple way of living. You, you don't get to question within. That's right. And a lot of my work at the moment is deprogramming people from that because the new generation that's coming in, there's all these studies at the moment. They're not interested in a monogamous relationship like our grandparents did. They, they don't want the picket fence and the two kids by age 28. They're more about their career or they're seeking all of these experiences before they settle down. So you make some really good points because we're recognising the divorce rate. We're looking at what our ancestors did. And marriage for many people is very restrictive. It makes them feel they don't have freedom. And so a lot of the message in my book is about that. It's like, we're meant to be with more than one person and it's not about religion. It's not about what your friends are going to say if you have outgrown your partner. <laughs> We're evolving every day. <laughs> so exactly right.
Yes, and I, I feel uh, I, I, I lovely what you just said because it makes me um, recognize what I've recognized with because I deal with a lot of women too. And I realize as women, we carry this responsibility to stick by something that even that hurts us or pains us as this so that one day the, the other person will change because of our patience. What happens to us, the toxicity, you know, affecting us, that we mm. sort of like put on the side as most women and we're like, let me be patient, let me compromise. So I think now that that dynamic is also kind of changing because women are, and, and men are learning more about themselves. So do you think a lot of this, um, this need and this desire, this wantingness to know who my soulmate is or like discovering this person in your life which is like oh my god you we are twin flames is happening because people are going on this self-discovery growth path they want to evolve yes so that's what we were sort of discussing at the start where with a higher vibrational relationship okay so the more you evolve you are going to meet people who are able to really open your heart or your sexuality and so the twin flame I feel like is such a big deal for people because they know that that is seen as the ultimate love um and it can get very stagnant when you're in that relationship for let's just say 15 years and and the the, the passion and all that energy that you had when you first met has dried up. And if that other person isn't wanting to evolve and grow and, and they want to stay the same, they don't, well, they're not interested in self-development, it's very difficult to stay with that person, absolutely. It's a huge issue that I'm seeing where they're like, but my belief is this or I've got to stay loyal. Like sometimes we think loyalty is a positive attribute or we're staying for the sake of the kids when most of the married men that I've met were so sexually repressed because of those belief systems. Yes. Yes. And I love it how you say men, because I was thinking it would be women as well, you know, um, yeah, because it, it's very like, if you look at it um, as a global culture, people tend to think it's, it's the women who seek Sorry, it's the men who seek the other relationship while they're married. Whereas it's you must have experienced, you can tell me about this, that it's both men and women who can get attracted to another while they're in a relationship. Yes, and it's generally the female who enters into that third party where they're done. Like they've got to a place where this is their exit. With men, it seems to be more they're seeking that new energy in the marriage so it's not for them necessary I want to walk out but they want something to change where they're asking their partner to step up and sometimes we don't think like that we don't think that it's the man that's actually saying hey just mm. I need something more from you stop focusing on the kids because from my experience as soon as you've had that child they become number one instead of the partner and he feels discarded or sometimes obviously the mother as well. But generally I feel like it's the man that feels pushed aside because that woman is then focusing on the child and then he's like, I'm out of here. Like I'm seeking something else. <laughs> so would you think that 
it's when people when couples have children that's when um that whole like we are in so in love and everything that kind of gets shaken up in a way where then they realize more inner truths about each other as a couple if you know what i mean like they get to know each other better after children um and that's when differences that's when oh i think a bit different than you in this parenthood thing um that's where it sort of starts when people get to know oh okay this can't go on even though we have children i feel it can go either way so if the man as an example doesn't feel secure or he doesn't he has a lot of self-worth issues mm. and he likes to be number one or vice versa sometimes it can be the woman that um sees that the child is really bonded with that father and so your insecurities are going to come up and you're like why are you focusing so much on my child what about me and that's why so many relationships actually end the first year that child comes in it's absolutely phenomenal mm the divorce rate <laughs> yes and i remember you mentioned in one po- podcast something about how many soulmates we have what was that number uh, could you tell us yeah so we've got 144 members in our soul group and you've got half of them on earth and half back home so yeah i've got this thing about when people say i'm searching for the one i'm like there is no such thing you then got 144000 in your monadic group so plenty to choose from people <laughs> yes what would you say to someone who is um single and is and they're looking for love and they don't want to have you know bad experiences they just want that twin flame and they are like like reading about twin flames and they love the aspect of it but they're just like they just want it now what would you, what would your message be for, for someone like that um if it's a twin flame relationship completely different to just seeking a beautiful soulmate with a twin flame you don't need a twin flame that's about connecting into your god source energy um and that's been a huge problem because they're expecting the twin flame to come in and solve you know a loneliness yeah. issue or you know a abandonment wound that's not what the twin flame is there for yeah. it is about your purpose your spiritual mission with the twin flame and god decides that do you know what i mean it's not your ego no. so you know for me it would be i just want the highest source of love available to me on earth that is going to help me grow and it's not about triggering my wounds all the time it's just a balanced beautiful love where we communicate well it's being crystal clear with what you really want yes yes and what would you say is um because i you also are a akashic uh reader and you know what's actually happening with the energies of twin flames what 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 do you think is currently taking place for twin flames as we speak as we speak there's a lot more um reunions coming in where the twins are now 
leaving the karmic relationships behind. They're really recognizing that they are here to shift the, the templates of the earth. So they are part of the rebirth of the new earth. And it's important that we are all coming together now um, in that unity consciousness to really help the planet ascend. That is the true gift of the twin flame. It's not this romantic you know love all the time it's really doing that work for source <laughs> that is it that is it and what would you say for someone who like they know who their twin flame is and um but they know there's going to be a, some time before they meet them or they connect because both have some karmic work to do like they're two aware people and they know that it's a twin flame and they know there's a karmic sort of way of like discovering ourselves through this connection but we will meet when it is divine timing what kind of a message would you have for somebody like that i would start asking to communicate through the etheric so that's where that's where the work really takes place first of all where you're clearing the astral plane around them because sometimes that there's a lot of distortion in that astral plane and I just call in God's source and I just say, please just release anything that is blocking our union of connection in the etheric on that soul level mm -hmm. and, and, they, and they can really feel you and, and it's like bring that divine masculine in or the divine feminine but mm -hmm. just call them into you and just, start communicating on that soul level and um, then you'll start to hear what's going on in their lives and you can help them from that space mm. right like it's not about sending them emails in the physical it's mm. really that connection in in the etheric where um, the magic happens Yes, that's beautiful. Every time you speak, I understand you at a deeper level. And I love the fact that you come from your heart space. I love, as mm -hmm. I said, when I follow, look at your videos on Instagram, I feel like you're actually sitting in front of me and passing on that message. So you have this beautiful quality in you that you are behind the screen, but it feels like you're in the room. Your energy is so beautiful. Oh, thank you, my darling. Um, hasn't been easy. I mean, not having that twin flame in my life for, I think it's nine years now, I really had to master self-love, as you mentioned at one point. It is the most important thing. If we can't love who we are, we, we won't even attract that twin flame into our field, right? Yes. That's, that's why the soulmates or the karmics come in and they just really shift a lot of that stuff to make way for the twin flame it really is a divine timing thing and so I had to reach a place of just deep acceptance like I I just I can't even tell you how many tears I've cried with this person staying in in the relationship that he was in and then I finally just reached this deep deep love for myself where if he if he comes into my life great if he doesn't I'm gonna be okay <laughs> you know <laughs> yes. yes and then you learned how to let go or um if you want to tell me a bit more about um how you surrendered or kind of kind of came to a point where you moved on I don't feel like you ever truly move on from the twin flame. Like they're always there in the back of your mind. I just made this conscious decision that I really wanted to be in a connective relationship. And so I did call in my, my last partner um, 
and he was just the most pure, beautiful, loving man that um, he just helped me let go of the dream of the timing of, of when the twin, if he's, you know, potentially going to be with me this lifetime. I just had to let go of the dream because I just kept seeing that we were meant to come together at, I'm 50 now. I was told at age 50. Um, and just be in the present moment with the, with the beautiful man that I did have. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And do you think a lot of it was just um, holding on to love and gratitude uh, and letting go of um, anything that makes you think like, you know, normally people, when they uh, kind of have to leave some relationship, they kind of hold resentment or something like that. Do you think love and gratitude is something that can help us through? Absolutely. We can't afford, especially if you are part of the twin flame template, we can't afford to be sitting in these spaces of victim consciousness. And that's something I really had to work hard on the victim software that was inside of me that was like, this isn't fair. You know, God, why are you punishing me? Hmm. It was just like, no, this is just making me feel you know, really down on myself. So, yeah, you're, it's about reprogramming your mind and your heart and just I'm meant to have this beautiful, joyful life regardless if I'm in a relationship or not. <laughs> just focus on what grows you um, and focus uh, and put your attention on what is good for you and making yourself a new. I, I can see that, like, you know, I can see that you are just like a tree. You've been through so much, but then you hear and you hold space for others and you hold, you still, you know, you're just saying I'm, I'm fragile and I'm vulnerable, but I'm also here for everyone. So that's beautiful about you. So Daniela, tell us a little bit about the 12 year old or the 16 year old, whatever age is coming to you right now around that time what kind of a girl were you when you were a child of that age very very sensitive very inward I was an empath I could read people's minds and it was very hard going because I knew if people didn't like me or they thought I was a weirdo and so it made me feel um in separation to the humans, you know, like I always felt like I had come down from a spaceship and landed here and like, who are these people? <laughs> so very different to what you see now. Um, yeah, just, just very withdrawn, I would say, just very serious. Um I really had, like when you say I laugh a lot now, like I had to work through that serious inner child who just saw her world in a very distorted way, had parents that didn't understand my spirituality. They were almost embarrassed about what I do. And, yeah, so I really had to get to this place of just standing in my individuality and and not caring about what anyone thought. But it took a while. (laughs) I love this that you're sharing with such a vulnerable heart because um, a big reason why I do these podcasts is to tell the untold story of the person so that the people who are currently experiencing their everyday life and they're like, they can't go on, um, they get to see that there's somebody else who is going through that time and they 
came over it and now they are doing amazing things. So it's okay to be at a place where you don't know where there's confusion, where there's guilt and shame, where you talk about that too. And I talk about that too, because I talk about self-love and that's very much connected to guilt and shame. So it's making it okay for others to realize it's okay to feel down and then like still say, I am standing, you know? Yes, absolutely. Like I might look like this very evolved soul, which I am, yet I still have days of just what is going on in my energy field. It's every day just like, okay, just acknowledge the sadness, acknowledge I feel a bit lost, acknowledge that I don't know what my next step is. Mm. And that's okay. It's okay to have bad days. <laughs> yes. And especially in the spiritual community too. Sorry. The spiritual community, exactly. That's what you took the words out of my mouth. What I was going to say was the spiritual community is so important, which I call um, the, um, the the soul tribe. Uh, it's so important to have that. Um, I think the more self-love we pour into ourselves and the more we get triggered by these moments and twin flames, we, we it's all a process, as you said, to bring us back to our center, to connect us with the God quality or people call it universe, people call it source. But in the end, you realize it's connecting with yourself so much within that you find the new you you every single morning and you learn to love it more and more isn't it yes absolutely wake up and stay present it's isn't it it's staying present with where you're at and I wake up and I say right thank you God for this beautiful day no matter what happens I'm excited to see what what's going to happen for the day you know And we have to, and it's it's important. You know, I do that with my children too, like while dropping them to school. Even though my five-year-old is probably looking at other cars or pointing at the fire truck, I'm still saying, you're going to have an amazing day. You are amazing, you know. Um, and just, you know, at the back of my mind, I'm like, let it become his mantra. And so that one day when, if I'm not around, he can repeat that to himself, even when he's 80, when he's 90, you know. So it's, it's not, you know, how people, we need to normalize this idea about age as well, I guess. Um, a lot of uh, young people or even older people, they tend to think, oh, we are stuck in a situation because of our age. And now I'm getting older. I'm too young to know this. No, I think with part of being part of the soul tribe is that we're all souls and nobody's better than the other. One could be a five-year-old child and I could be a 39-year-old woman, but maybe he knows something better than me and I can learn from him. So we are all here to love and hold space for each other and learn from each other. And I think that's a big part of what you do too. I love that so much. I'm so big about equality and relationships, whether it's child or mother. I mean, yeah, like the five-year-olds are coming through and they're so, they're such advanced souls, you know, a lot of ascended masters and they have all of this wisdom and it's not shutting them down and thinking, oh, what would they know? They know more than the parent. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) How did you discover your abilities to be able to connect um, with Uh, a mother's unborn child and communicate with their soul? I guess 
to me, everything is energy. So it doesn't matter if it's the unborn child, if it's I'm talking to a tree, to an animal, it's just connecting to that soul aspect. Mm-hmm. Might be hard to get a, for people to get their head around it. But for me, it's just no different to talking to someone who's passed over. It's, it's just the soul that I'm talking to. Yeah. But how it came about that was actually um, a fertility specialist a friend of mine and she suggested it because there was issues with falling pregnant so I thought hey let's drive this out let's talk to the soul of the child and see what messages they can pass on to the parents as to what the the reason is mm. and it's been great like I've got probably four people who've had a child now with my help so totally exciting oh my god that is so special I think it's very very special to have that and uh, there's so much about you uh, that we can discover I would love to have another podcast with you Daniela this is this is not enough and it's not fair oh <laughs> thank you beautiful I mean yeah I mean I love talking about the fertility space and and animals and yeah I'm very diverse Yes, you are. And you are a wonderful soul. And you're so beautiful externally, too. So I don't know what you would be doing today if you recognized how beautiful you are outwardly as well, because you're so connected with the soul, 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 uh, that you don't realize the light you have around you right now, and the face and the beautiful, you know, features you have, I guess you don't even recognize them because you're so immersed in the soul beautifying so that's it we need that is the ultimate truth as well if we recognize our beauty within it shows outside too isn't it oh definitely darling like I I mean I was a makeup artist before I stepped into this realm so for me beauty was um, a huge part of my makeup Um, but I got sick of dating men that just love the external and that's why I went no fall in love with my soul but I needed to fall in love with myself first you know um <laughs> and I don't Nobody teaches the us that. <laughs> yeah yes, yes. yeah I mean look I know who I am I know my role here I've got some amazing um guides that are overseeing my journey and if it wasn't for them I wouldn't be where I'm at so my parting message for people is start to connect with your spirit guides because they, they're here to support you. <laughs> yes. And I would love to discuss that with you because a big part of what I teach and preach is spirituality and that's connecting so deep within that we can then find the aspect of connecting with the ethereal the the, the akashic records the connecting with the guides uh, and uh, you are so busy in london i let you go back to your busy day but uh, <laughs> I, I i am so excited that we had this conversation i'm still excited like it feels like i just started like it's just <laughs> mama you you are such a beautiful person that I am immersed in this conversation and fully fully um, full of gratitude for it yes well likewise sister that extends back to you and your beautiful soul and what you're here to do for humanity and just totally excited we can um, put this podcast out there for people <laughs> yes. we put this podcast out there and if you would like to keep in touch with Daniela Birch you can do so by going to her Facebook, that is Daniela Birch 3, 
on Instagram, Daniela underscore Birch. And also, you can email her on danielabirch3 at gmail.com.